following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. It's a beautiful Tuesday in Nashville as we get ready for the holiday on Thursday. The holiday will be mixed with a lot of family and food. And the third F is football. Coach Watson Brown joins us from up on the plateau. So, Watson, do you have to sneak around in your watching of football or uh, are you able to just point blank say, look, I'm watching this game? You've been in this house. There's TV in every room, so <laughs> I, I can get to one of them for sure. But what what is the uh, what is the Greek food, George, for Thanksgiving? What do you eat? I don't think there's anything really that, that has changed all our Thanksgivings were, were absolutely the, you know, turkey turkey. Dressing. yeah, all, all the stuff. Now I will say this, there was one year where my mom had had enough and was like, I'm not cooking for y'all. And she turns to me like somehow I'm going to cook. And she goes, figure it out. <laughs> so what'd you do? Go buy what? I went to uh, some friends of mine who owned Country Cabin Barbecue, and to <laughs> say the least, we did not have a Thanksgiving meal as such, but we had great barbecue, green beans, and corn, That's and, and she close. didn't care. She couldn't have cared less. <laughs> That's not a bad alternative. No, and nobody dared say anything, because when my mom reached that point, you knew she meant it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Stay what's, away. Your, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food, Watson? Uh, I'm my favorite dish, not counting turkey, the turkey dressing, is the sweet potato casserole with the with the uh, marshmallow on top. That's my favorite. If somebody makes a green bean casserole, excuse me, I got a little cold. Uh, I'll devour it. Absolutely devour it. Green bean casserole, man. Huh? Green bean casserole. And if you've got a little pecan pie at the end. Oh, there's always a place for a yeah. piece of pecan pie. Absolutely. Billy, what about you? Uh, I would I would say classic, just turkey, you know, mac and cheese, green beans, you know, keep it classic. But you do have to have a good dessert. You have to top it off. I would, I would take pecan pie, but uh, my grandma makes a great, just a uh, chocolate fudge pie. It's 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 too good. 
it's a little dangerous. You only you can only eat one piece too because they're massive. But uh, I would say I would say my favorite's the dessert. <laughs> well, dessert been over. Uh, George Brenda, George and Billy Brenda makes a buttermilk pie. Oh, that, that sounds good. It is delicious, and I'd say it's probably two pounds a slice. Yeah. <laughs> That's about what I would say it puts on you. <laughs> yep. Oh wow. The chest chest pie is dangerous too. That's you never it's go wrong there. It's a chest pie. It's it's called buttermilk pie, but she may it's very close to a chest pie. Even even richer, I would say. We need to get some of that buttermilk pie. We got to have to bring you. If there's a piece left, I'll bring you a piece Monday. That's what I'll, I'll be waiting on it. Piece left. Do that. Let's check in with Terry McCormick, find out what goes on up in Westmoreland, Tennessee for Thanksgiving. Uh, Terry, obviously, uh, will give us the Daily Titans update in just a second. So what is the big dish at your house? Well, beyond turkey, one of my favorites is hash brown casserole. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Can't Can't go wrong with that. You're absolutely right. And then my mom makes these stuffed mushrooms. Now, we have them more at Christmas than Thanksgiving usually. But she makes these stuffed mushrooms, and they are awesome. Mm. Wow. So those I'm are the two. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it on. So apparently there's a verdict, at least from Mike Vrabel on Todd Downing, and I don't think it surprises anybody. No, I mean, he's going to let Todd Downing continue in his role as offensive coordinator so long as the league uh, allows it. So it's a situation where they're waiting to see if the league is going to put the hammer down. And until then, uh, they're going to go on with business as usual. Terry, I know this is a, a really delicate issue. But you know players are sitting back there going, if this happened to me, is this the way mine would be handled. That's one of the things you have to worry about in this. I think it is. I think it's one of the things that you kind of have to uh, look and kind of weigh and see and and just kind of, you know, take into consideration, you know, the players, you're right. A lot of times the the discipline handed down to the players seems to come a lot more swiftly than it does uh, when there's coaches or other personnel involved. Yeah, which I think is, is one of the reasons why the NFL's Players Association uh, is so strong and so well I don't know about strong but but you hear from them a lot yes I mean you know they're obviously and they have a point you know when those types of things go down uh you know I guess the biggest thing that I find inconsistent on the NFL level in terms of handing out discipline is in certain circumstances they wait for the matter to play itself out, the legal process to go through the courts or a settlement or whatever may come to pass. And then other times, you know, like, especially if like a video and I'll I'll go back to, and I know this is completely different and kind of egregious, but the Ray Rice video, Ray Rice never played another down of football. And, you know, that was because the video got out of what he did and it didn't have to go through the legal system. So, you know, to me, there's a level of, I guess, inconsistency in terms of when they let it go through the full system and when they don't. Consistently inconsistent. Yes. Okay. Tell me what else has come out today. Well, a couple of good things. Uh, 
Bud Dupree was able to practice. So was Amani Hooker. That's two guys that uh, they could be getting back uh, for this game Sunday against the Bengals. And then the other thing uh, that was kind of a theme that was passed around over at St. Thomas Sports Park, shall we say, from Vrabel, from the players who were asked about it, that this is, quote, not a revenge game because about half the Titans' current roster was not involved in that playoff game last year uh, where they lost to the Bengals and were upset, knocked out of the postseason. But uh, I'm not sure how many people are actually buying that. I mean, on a professional level, yes, I, I buy it because you've got to focus on the task at hand, which is slowing down Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offense and uh, finding a way to win the football game. But you know that as just as people and just as competitors – there is the want and the need to, as much as you can, say right or wrong here, to use to use a, for lack of a better term. Well, let's put it a different way. If you believe that, I got some land in Florida uh, that I'm willing to sell you. That's a that's a bunch of happy talk. Uh, this oh, is yeah. absolutely a revenge deal on, on several fronts. Number one, it stopped a team that was a one seed from achieving its dreams and secondly Ryan Tannehill has been put through the ringer because of his performance in that game oh no doubt about it I mean you know three interceptions in that ball game and they wind up losing on a game ending field goal so you know uh, above all else you know Ryan Tannehill wants to atone for that performance even though the stakes here are not nearly as high as they were in that playoff game so, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think anybody is really buying that talk, even though that's the message they're trying to sell. Yeah, good luck on that. Terry, we'll do it again tomorrow. Appreciate it as All right, always. That's good. Sounds okay, good. that's Terry McCormick's Daily Titans Update. And it has been brought to you, brought to us by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. And also Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. They've got two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville. And you can also find them online at SumnerFuneral.com. Okay, George, let's get to the update. You got the sniffles out? Uh, ongoing. Ongoing. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see about that. Uh, number one, the NCAA has given Las Vegas a Final Four in 2028. It's a first for the city. Uh, the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority announced yesterday uh, the 65,000-seat Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders and UNLV, will host the event. So, not surprised. By this, but George, maybe this points to Nashville. You get a dome, this is what you're going to get. Well, it is a little phony, Watson. All these years of the NCAA putting out the message against gambling, and now all of a sudden they're going to Vegas. There is more hypocrisy going on about this kind of stuff than you can shake a stick at. Oh, I don't get don't get me started. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I've been dealing with this for 40 years in the business. And I mean, we, we can, we say one thing and look one thing and then it seems like something else happens behind closed doors. I, this don't surprise me. I mean, and to let gambling go to the spot to where it is now, uh, 
the next thing we're going to see, and maybe it already is. Next thing I think we're going to see is we're going to see these athletes doing gambling commercials. That's coming. You watch. That's Because that's where a lot of big bucks are for these NIL stuff. And that'll be next. And the NC2A will not stop it. Not anymore. Nope. No longer. A, a really interesting story out of the NFL uh, is up next. The NFLPA has filed a grievance claiming the NFL and its teams have colluded against its players' pursuit of fully guaranteed deals. A third-party arbitrator is expected to hear the grievance, which the union filed in recent weeks. So, interesting. If they have truly colluded, get ready. Buckle up. Buttercup. <laughs> this could Wouldn't get hairy. It. Because in 1987... The Major League Baseball Players Union nailed Peter Uberoth and the owners in baseball. It was so obvious what they were doing. Um, and they paid dearly uh, for being pretty reckless about it. You think a same sort of thing yeah. could be going on here? Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Would I be shocked? Good Lord, no. Man, we'll, we'll, we'll keep track of that yeah. uh, here these next few weeks. Uh, Texas State. Securities Board is investigating Stephen Curry and Tom Brady. Famed NFL quarterback Brady and Curry are among a group of celebrities under investigation by a Texas regulator for possible violations of securities laws related to their promotion of the collapsed cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. So, Don't ask me what it means. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> it probably kinda, won't end up being a big deal. I'm kind of glad I don't know what it's all I don't want to be anywhere close to this stuff. Exactly. We shouldn't even try to talk about that. Oh. And what's the last one? Last one. Uh, this is my favorite topic of the day. Lane Kiffin has shot down an Ole Miss rumor, and it was from a, a pretty reliable reporter last night, and he quote tweeted it. He said, uh, that's news to me. Nice sources. So... Not uh, not surprised by those actions from Lane Kiffin, but it's getting a little weird at this point. Oh, it's getting very weird. This is the season for rumors. And, and the truth of it is, any of us in this business could make up stuff. And you knew he was going to be oh, coming out Lord. with all kinds of different you know, jokes. Listen, it'd be so easy. We at Main Street have learned that Lane Kiffin's going to Ole Miss. Well, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> I mean, you know, half the world's got this rumor down. But if you're going to go with that, you better be right. Yep. That's the journalism lesson in this that has gone by the wayside. Watson, as you know, it's a lot more about being first now than it is being right. No, and that's the difference, George. One of the main, main differences to me in media that I think is not good. And uh, to be first, but don't say this is over just yet. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't think the Lane Kiffin thing, I'm not saying he's going, but I don't think it's over yet. Do you oh, all I, remember? Yeah. Do you remember Tommy Tuberville having a team meeting in Oxford <laughs> told his team he's staying, walked out the door, told the media the next morning he's in Auburn, Alabama, the new coach. The next morning. So I, nothing 
I wouldn't put anything past any of these guys with all these agents involved now to where the coach don't have to be the person. Oh, yeah. It's all very George, it's so different than it was back before. Yeah. This is not even close to me. It's all happening under this. No, it's not over yet. I'm telling you, I'm not saying Lane Kiffin's not involved in this. I'm not saying it. But they have, I don't think they've talked yet. No, but it don't mean they won't. No, it doesn't mean, and it doesn't doesn't mean that the intermediaries haven't talked. Don't think those agents hadn't talked. Oh, sure. They absolutely have talked. But but the AD and Lane, if they're going to talk, it wouldn't even be till Friday anyway. Yeah. They play Thursday night, so it wouldn't be till Friday before they talked anyway. So. It's almost like we're forgetting Ole Miss has a has another game to play in a, in well, a season left to play. They've got a big game left to play. They'll remember. Yeah, they sure will. Believe okay. me, this is a big game in that state. This, yeah. this, this, I was in this one, and this one is right there with Alabama Auburn. Now, this is a three hundred sixty five day deal. So, this is the game of the year. I don't care what their records are. After the break, Tony Basilio will join us. There's a lot to talk about in Big Orange Country. Some of it good, most of it right now, not so good. Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. 
I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Tennessee Tuesday with Tony Basilio, and he is brought to us by Complete Service Heat and Air and Direct Radon Mitigation. First, for Complete Service Heat and Air, they do service and repair on heating and air the right way. They've got 24-7 service call. Call them at 615-797-3997. They serve Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson Counties. Also, direct radon mitigation. Have you heard of the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer. The only way to know is to test for it. Visit directradonmitigation.com to schedule a free estimate. And first, before we get to Tony, a few words on complete service heat and air. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have warm air throughout those cold winter months. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Okay, let's say hello to Knoxville Sports Talk Show host, Tony Basilio. There he is. Got the got the little uh, winter cap on. Yeah, what what do we call him that? Well, I was just outside, so it's a little cold, and um, yeah. Hope you guys are well today. We are, and hope uh, hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving. You yeah. are certainly one of the things this show has been thankful for uh, in our inception. And I want you to know that. That's very so, sweet of you, George. Thank you. <laughs> so now let's throw the hand grenade. What's the real story on Jeremy Banks? Well, the real story is that there were multiple incidents with him last week that precipitated them to leave him behind. They just decided to leave him behind. Um, an incident with a teammate, an incident with a teammate, an incident with a member of the staff. Um, and that forced them into a decision to leave a guy behind who's a real spiritual leader for them on a football field. And, uh, you know, what's interesting about yesterday at the press conference, he was asked about it by Adam Sparks, right? 
who I know you know from his Nashville days, and Adam just matter-of-factly said, was there an incident with, with Jeremy Banks? Is that why he was left behind? Was there a situation with him, with a teammate? Um, and will he play Saturday night? And to that, Josh Heupel said he will play in the Vanderbilt game. We expect him to play. And that's all he said. He said, the other stuff I'm just not going to address, which I've been around here long enough. You've been around this long enough. Watson Brown's been in it long enough to know that when a head coach says that, that means something went on, and we're just not going to talk about it because why at this point? It's just a very sad thing because, um, you know, guys, it was it's not why Tennessee lost Saturday night, and they were going to lose they were going to lose with him or without him, but it just clouds all this, and it's just a sad thing for this to happen Tennessee season. Was the team looked flat? Was that a reaction that was saying to Josh Heupel, we don't agree with your decision? I don't know. It's a great question. I, I, I wouldn't – I'm not qualified to answer that. Um, look, some have said that when you go out there and you play a little distracted or, you know, if you're 10% not in a game because of something like that – because, look, the thing about Banks is Banks is a leader of their defense. He just is. Now, he's a guy who's um, – how do I put this? He's kind of a high-risk type player, very moody guy, uh, extremely emotional guy. Um, football coaches down through the years have told me that you got to figure out a way to make these types of guys – way to keep them on your football team. And, and they were able to do that. Through, through 10 games. It's just that in, you know, week 11, they decided to leave him at home, which, um, you know, with a playoff on the line, that's a tough decision. That's that's Ooh. why those guys make big money. That's a tough yeah. decision right there. Tony, I'm going to ask one more thing and then yeah. turn it over to Watson. Yeah. What I saw a year ago and before that at Michigan, I've always labeled Joe Milton a stiff. He's got the strongest arm in the history of mankind. Yep. Looks like he tries to grab the sawdust out of the ball. Everything's on a line. There's no mm -hmm. touch. Right. It Has something changed where Saturday night we're truly going to see a different Joe Milton, or is it more the same? He's a wild card, guys. I have no idea. I know that as he's played in these games – He's looked better, but he's got one, you know, he, he's the guy that um, can throw the ball 105 miles an hour in Major League Baseball, and you don't know where the ball's going. He's the guy that, on a pickoff attempt, throws the ball through the first baseman's mitt, you know, <laughs> and, and, and into, uh, into the right field stands. Uh, he, he, he's just, he's a wild card. I'll tell you what he is. He's an absolute team leader. He stuck around here after he lost his job, after losing his job at Michigan. He is beloved by his teammates. He cooks for his teammates all the time. He's best friends with Hooker. Um, it's a very unique thing. It's it's very weird. It's yeah. just a weird sense, weird turn here in this season. There's just no it's just weird. And who knows how Tennessee is going to respond Saturday night. Cause now all of a sudden they've got to really get up from something. Cause they, um, they had a real opportunity in their hands 
they had eight quarters of football separating themselves and a playoff berth. That's where it was going. And they know that. And Josh Heupel, to his credit, he said, look, he said, we blew, blew an opportunity. We let it go through our hands. And, and he acknowledged that. So it's just, uh, it's very difficult. No kidding. Watson? Tony, there's probably another 25 teams that have blown the same opportunity this yeah. year. So, I mean, it, it's, it's sports, it's football. Yeah. And, and, and that's why we all love athletics is because all of a sudden you can be steamrolling and then you get hit in the face. Yeah. How are you going to respond? And uh, first a little bit about the game <clears> to, <throat> well, I, I'll say this first before we get into the game, <clears throat> excuse me. I think you're going to learn two things about Tennessee. I think they'll grow in this game big time. You're going to learn two things about Tennessee football Saturday. Coach Heupel has reacted absolutely the right way when things are good. Now we're going to see if he reacts the right way when things are bad. And can he get this team back up and get them ready to play a road game, and a big game, a very important football game. Mm -hmm. Second, you're going to know if Milton's going to be your quarterback or not next year in these next two games. Mm -hmm. This game and the and the bowl game they go to, if he performs well, he'll be that guy. If he don't, they're going somewhere to get another one. They're, I don't think that'll just be a freshman. I think they'll hit the transfer portal. So there's a lot at stake to me, Tony, in this football game coming up. And I'm really anxious to watch the Tennessee team react. It's going to be, looks like from what I'm seeing, an old rainy, uh, cold night. And uh, Florida didn't like that too much <laughs> when they came to town. They didn't show up. I just got a feeling Tennessee will. I, I'm, But I really am looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, comment on that, and then I'll go back to the game a little bit. I think you've got a great – I think you, you nailed it. And, look, this thing was so easy this year. It came so easily. I'd come on here all during the year, guys, and told you that I thought somewhere along the way this could happen because the pass defense is that bad. And, by the way, their pass defense is that bad. I told you guys countless times why other opponents – weren't trying to throw the ball over them was beyond me. And I realized that Vanderbilt's going to be probably without their strong arm freshman. This young man from Atlanta who's filled in for him has led them to two wins as a great athlete. Um, the way to beat Tennessee is to throw the ball over them. Can he do it? I don't know. I'll tell you this. Vanderbilt has a defense that is susceptible to the long play to chunk plays. Joe Milton and I, I, know I know this is what they're going to do. Tennessee is going to attack them downfield. And so is he going to be accurate, make the right reads, make the right plays, and, and play well enough for them to have confidence in him going forward? I mean, Watson, it's – I mean, there are so many you – know, you talk about the, the way this sport can change from week to week. Last week, people here wanted to give Heupel one of those $100 million super contracts, you see. I've had people call my show this week and say, hey, if they lose at Vanderbilt Saturday night, I'm going to have questions about whether he's the right guy here. And, and it's just like, 
<laughs> you know, and you just kind of go, but, but that's, that's the nature of the jobs that these people have. Tim <laughs> Banks, another one, Tim Banks, three weeks ago, we're talking about how is this guy doing less with more? It's incredible. Today they're talking about who's the next defensive coordinator going to be here. You know, this thing is, um, you know, it, it's like our weather in East Tennessee. Our, our saying around here, because the mountains were surrounded by, if you don't like our weather, stick around for 15 minutes. I mean, that's exactly what happened here. And and there's just no accounting for how dead to the world Tennessee was here. And I watched, and that's the thing that really concerns me. I saw a Tennessee team that was either pouting because of what happened with Banks, distracted a little bit because of what, I'm talking about their defense now, distracted a little bit because of what happened with Banks, or they ran into a quarterback who just had a career night, or it's a little bit of all the above, or they've hit a wall, and that's it for them. You know, uh, which anything, any of that's possible in my mind. Any of yeah. it's possible. And, and I think I can give you thoughts with that. I think yeah. the other night was a perfect storm. Um, the, what happened with Banks and the pressure of the game. And it, it, I, you're, when you're playing a pressure game like that, Tony, you're better off playing a 50-50 game than somebody you're supposed to beat by 25. It puts more pressure, and especially when you get down quick. And then all of a sudden, it hits you right in the throat. And and it's new for Tennessee. The, the, these, are, these are things they've got to grow through to get to where they're going. When you text me Saturday night, I said, got to go recruit. They don't have enough players on the defensive side of the ball to be a championship team just yet. Right. But it was a perfect storm in that I think the Banks thing was a distraction and then the pressure of the game in a very loud atmosphere and then get hit in the mouth quick. And I just don't think they came out of the funk. But give South Carolina credit. They attacked the spots that absolutely – for some reason, nobody has. Every play they ran, run our pass in the game, Tony, went at the secondary. It didn't go at the front. They did not run the ball off tackle hardly at all. They took it to the flanks. And Tennessee couldn't set an edge, and they couldn't tackle. But they got outside, and who has to make those plays? The secondary has to make mm -hmm. those plays. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a, a big deal. And then Tennessee, Tony, helped them. They played all press man most of the game. That's the simplest thing in the world for a quarterback that struggles with coverages. Rattler has struggled with coverage. You see it. He's jumpy. His eyes are looking up. The other night, he's taking the ball and throwing it to one guy. And so he didn't have any decisions to make in the game. And so then he gets hot, and it just keeps hitting them. But it was easy because – the, co the coverage has never changed. They didn't jump to cover two. or They always kept wanting to play press man. And so the pass, they threw the ball for 300 more yards than they've been throwing a game for. I mean, it. so Tennessee helped them, in my yeah. opinion. Then on the other side of the ball, Tennessee helped them because they lost their patience. They got down early, and then they started yeah. just trying to score quick and didn't keep throwing their little stuff outside and slants and pick at them, go down the field slow, run, uh, go fast, but yet eat, eat yards as you go. They kept trying to get easy scores to catch up. Major mistake in my part. 
And then South Carolina defensively did a very smart thing. Tennessee is the best offense in the country within the chains. They're not anywhere close to the best offense in the country when it's pastime, just pure all-out pastime. Tennessee goes way down the ladder when it gets to that point. Tennessee likes to, and third down, when it's a passing down, Tony, they love to sit there and fake like they're snapping it, look to the sidelines, see the coverage, check the pattern they want to run to coverage. That's their deal. What South Carolina did, they faked like they're blitzing, but they didn't get out of it. They faked like they're blitzing because they knew they weren't going fast. So they sit there. Tennessee thinks it's a blitz. And on the snap of the ball, South Carolina ran back to a two-deep zone. It messed them up big time, hurt them really bad on third down. So it's a perfect storm, in my opinion. Uh, the, the atmosphere, the, the attitude Tennessee had, and then give South Carolina coaches credit, they bothered Tennessee with their game plan. And the combination of all of it ended up being an embarrassing loss. And, and honestly, that's it. But, but, Tony, they're not good enough on defense yet. They're, they're not good enough that if they'd gotten further and made the Final Four, they were really going to get exposed. They've got to go recruit better defensive players as time goes on here. He's in his second year. He's going to do that, in my opinion. Yeah. You, you know, it's amazing. As you were talking, Tennessee now – and I haven't thought about this till now, but Tennessee joins Mississippi State as the only other team that's gotten that one ranking while they dropped these rankings – yeah. They're the only other one, and that Mississippi State team that year, we all knew when they were one, was not making a playoff. We all knew oh. that. And this Tennessee team, you know, and, and, you know, you look back at that and you go, just thinking about Mississippi State now that you've had time, and you go, man, they got that team the number one in America, yeah. even for a week. That's a, that's a very good accomplishment. For this Tennessee team to rise to that level with that defense – if they go, if they finish the thing and go ten and two, that is a great A plus coaching job. Now it's not going to feel like it here because we call this thing the calamity in Columbia that happened on Saturday night, and and factored into that is this terrible injury to Hendon Hooker, where he doesn't even get to play his final couple of games here. Awful. The last thing Tennessee sees of this young guy has been nothing, nothing, nothing but class nothing but class on and off the field is him limping through the end zone while Tennessee's playing out the string out there under Joe Milton in a blowout loss while the Vols are giving up guys the most points since 1892 in a football game. Now, come on. Now, come on now. That what what happened Saturday night and you said perfect storm. It was almost like a hundred-year storm because Watson. I would say to you, George, anybody listening, how does South Carolina football score that many points on anybody? How this year? How it's not possible? Well, it's not. Wait, they hit the weak spots, oh, and the quarterback got hot because he had easy reads. I'm telling you, football is little things in football. Tony make huge yeah. dividends and. And uh, South Carolina could go back this week at Clemson, and he'll start oh. seeing a bunch of coverages. Oh, yeah. And I would bet you they go back yeah. and score 17 points. 
or something like that. I'll just well, I'll bet you. you. But that's uh, yeah. football, yeah. and that's why good coaches don't – the fans have every right to be what they are, yeah. but a good coach has got to stay even kill, and I'm anxious to see if Coach Heupel does that, and I'm really anxious. So this game Saturday night becomes a very big football game, not well, just no, for Vanderbilt, no, but for right. Tennessee now, it's a very big yeah. football game. And and I just – I'm anxious to see how Coach Hopple and the players respond to what's gone down. Well, and, and I agree with that. And, you know, and, and the thing this thing has also done is it's opened up this playoff deal. I mean, Dabo Swinney's out there talking trash now. He wants back in. And, and I, you got to love him. You got to love that. Dabo Swinney better be careful. He might get this Tennessee team in an orange bowl. And Watson, I know Tennessee secondary is bad, but they're not bad enough to let that guy beat them. I can I promise don't, you that. I can I, promise I, you that, Watson. I can I'm, that. I'll predict right now. I know it sounds prejudiced, but yeah. I don't think he, he gets past the, the ACC championship. I don't think he beats my brother. <laughs> I think Carolina beats Clemson. Gonna be a lot of people here. I mean, that guy can't help himself. That guy's got to run his mouth. He just can't. that freaking guy just can't help himself. I he love it. His calling. He could have been a talk show host. Hey, 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 hey he could Dabo, still retire and be a great one. Tony, yeah. just just remember, buddy. There's a bunch of people that have blown this deal. I oh, mean, yeah. go back and look at the yeah. teams that were sitting on the catbird seat that are already gone. Well, Tennessee has joined that group. Yeah, but there's been a bunch of them. Good old Alabama's sitting there, and they're still hanging around. But I thought about you. I was. They so also blew it. You. They also so blew it now. George, give but us they keys blew back. it too. Give him his keys back, George. He's Watson can drive now again. You know what? Hey, yesterday I apologized to him on the right. air for right. laughing at him. Right. Because it's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, no. no. Hey, I got to ask one thing here. And yeah. if the answer is no, don't worry about it. Um, I need to go to a break. Would you stick around for about eight, 10 more minutes? Sure. Be glad to. Beautiful. Let's do it. We'll go to the break. More of Tony Basilio on this Thanksgiving Tuesday. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier your skin.
It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Okay, we've asked uh, Tony Basilio to stick around for one more shorter segment. Tony, is it pretty much lock, stock, and barrel Tennessee's going to end up in the Orange Bowl? No. No. They can go anywhere from um, Cotton Bowl. Uh, I guess if Alabama were to make a playoff, they could get to the Sugar Bowl. They could go to the Citrus Bowl. Um, That's probably – Citrus Bowl would probably be as far as they could fall. That's with a win Saturday. With a loss Saturday, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. But with a with a win Saturday, closing the season 10-2, and two, you're probably looking at uh, either the, um, or the Orange Bowl, which I got to tell my listeners tomorrow that Clemson's going to get eliminated from consideration for that. Now we, we had breaking news last segment. I didn't, I didn't realize that. <laughs> so, and I, and listen, I'm, I'm always for breaking news. So, um, remember I might I'm a tad prejudiced on that one. Just remember that. I might tweet that out here in a second, but yeah, George, they, I'm sure Mac will appreciate spots. that. Yeah, yeah. Mac loved me saying yeah, that. Matt, sure. Mac will love seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. So is, is there a preference in the Tennessee camp? I would assume 
orange or sugar. Yeah, no question. Tennessee brought a million people to Louisiana uh, for the LSU game this year. I think people here look. Tennessee hasn't been to a um, to that Sugar Bowl since 1990 or 91 after the 90 season. That's 32 years, boys and girls. That's a long time. And, you know, back in the day, that was the prestigious game out of the league you wanted to get to. And a lot of the old schoolers like me who went to school in the 80s, that's, you know, it would be so great to see your school back in a Sugar Bowl. Um, of course, the, the Sugar Bowl loves Alabama. TV loves Alabama. Here's another thing that's going to work against Tennessee for talking to one of my television friends. And this is not fair, but it's the way life is. Hendon Hooker, it's one thing if you have a guy that's up on the stage in New York and he's under center for you, you can kind of sell that. And without him, they don't have the star quality. I mean, you could have had the Blitnikoff Award winner and a guy that was invited to New York, who I still think probably gets invited to New York. Hopefully he gets invited to New York. But... Um, you know, Tennessee loses a little bit of its star power for one of those New York six spots. Now, does that enter in? I don't know. I'd somebody tell me it could. Uh, who knows? I think their preference, though, would be if you if you were to to rank them would be sugar one, orange two and then citrus three or something of that effect. And, and somewhere in there is the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl would probably be probably third and then the citrus fourth. What, what can you tell us about Hooker's situation as far as rehab, yeah. surgery, all that kind of stuff? Well, he has he has an ACL situation, and um, I don't believe he's had a surgery yet. I do know that Tennessee's taking a, um, a approach with him where they're going to try to help him with his recovery and help him get ready for – his NFL future. I mean, for something like that to happen to a guy like that at his age with everything that he's been through, it's just, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's just so hard to comprehend that here was a guy that was on his way to New York for sure. And I'm telling you, seeing him limp out of that end zone the other night, in my 35 plus years here, that's one of the, saddest, starkest pictures. And, you know, Saturday was just, I mean, Watson has a really good point. This, I'll tell you, this Watson Brown guy is a sharp cookie, Georgia, you're sitting with. Because Saturday <laughs> in college football, Ohio State's been through this a million times, and they about buckled. Michigan went through it, got to the spot last year, and they about buckled. TCU obviously has never been, and they needed a miracle. Uh, to get to get out of their game last week, and uh, there was one other one. Uh, Georgia, oh, Georgia looked sort of sleptwalk through there. Georgia looked awful. I mean, Georgia, unless they're playing somebody that has their attention, they don't even care. They just and they're good enough to get away with it. Tennessee's the only one of the bunch, the only one of the bunch that paid for it. You know, that kind of kind of got caught in, in the soup. And, and just couldn't get out of it, which is just really, it's ironic, sad, strange. Um, so Tennessee, as we like to say in these parts, all at one time. Watson hey. got one minute. Okay. The, 
Tony, it ain't over yet either, buddy. There's some more that might pay for it. I mean, Southern Cal ain't got no easy road. No, and they have no You ain't got no easy road either no. now. They got to no. play Kansas State. No. I'm telling you, Michigan's fixing to jump into Columbus and get beat. Yeah. Uh, th- this thing, Clemson is going to lose one, bet you. They're going to lose one. This Breaking thing news. ain't over yet. There's going to be some more about the dust before these two weeks are up. Wait till those people in Alabama figure out what you figured out, Watson. That they're getting that's, back in. That's still thing. a long shot, but they're 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 still in the. They're still Wait in till the they beach. figure it out. Hey, Lane Kiffin getting hired down there ain't going to be the biggest story, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. Good point. That was a great way to end this. Thank you, guys. Appreciate. Hey, hey, hey happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I'm really thankful for both of you. Oh, uh, happy listen, Thanksgiving to you. Love you, Tony. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, both Thanks, ways. You. Don't go before you tell people. Saturday night around yeah. eleven o'clock Eastern. Look at my eyes. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Tell them we were up till we were up till four thirty the other night. At least I was. Um, uh, we didn't get off the air till three thirty uh, in the morning. So I did a good little over four plus hours. And um, at my age, I got to find a better way to make a living. So if you guys can figure <laughs> something out. Please, um, you know, get get in touch with my people. Seriously, look here. It's not, not a pretty sight. Um, I'm going to start using makeup here before too long. But um, tclub.team is our website. We have about 3,000 words up there today. We update our blog every day. Tomorrow night, we're doing a post-game show right out of here for the Tennessee basketball team. We're even doing, um, and George, you'll love this, we're even doing World Cup. Uh, call-in shows after the U.S. plays. I know. I hear the audible gasp there, but uh, we're (laughs) footies around here, too. So, uh, in fact, just to to show you, you know, we're ready here. So, uh, yeah, tclub.team is our website. And my best to your listeners, your viewers, and um, wherever folks are hearing us or seeing us. Thanksgiving is a wonderful time of the year. And anybody that's breathing this air, and, and in this world, I believe has something to be thankful for. So, Amen. God bless See you it. guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thank we got to run to the break, plaster stat of the day, and then author Dave Hyde, who has written the book Swagger about Jimmy Johnson, as in the former Dallas Cowboy football coach. You're in for a treat. This is Main Street Media Television. injured following a crash early Friday morning. Officers at the scene said the victim was driving a pickup truck when he lost control of the vehicle. The pickup veered left and went into a ditch. A front seat passenger was wearing a seat belt and escaped the crash without injury. The driver was not wearing a seat belt and was ejected from the truck. He died at the scene. Law enforcement writes tickets to save lives. Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. 
Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, the frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Rhino.com. Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. After sunset, come see more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. All new designs, including mythical beasts, a fantastical North Pole village, even a dragon soaring over your head. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. Hey, everyone. I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the door, the, the George Plaster Show. Not that show. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for Stat of the Day, powered by John English Vintage Sports and Cards, as well as Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. You can find John English in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Memorabilia, trading cards. They specialize in antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and many other sport-related items. Of course, they are in Shelbyville. They're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5 o'clock. Visit them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. Okay, let's get to today's stat of the day. Let's see what Michael's got cooked up for us. Here it is. 
Which of the following teams listed below have a negative point differential so far this season? Well, I know the Vikings do. And certainly that beat down that Dallas put on them uh, makes that stat even more. Um, you know, I'm not sure all four of them don't. I'm trying to think. We we would assume Jacksonville does, given their record. We know the Vikings do. My guess is the Giants have played so many close games that Detroit kind of taking them behind the woodshed. Let, let, let's do. For the sake of time, we're going to say it's all four. Bucks, Jags, and Giants. Yep. So... The those Vikings are, the, are a plus. I felt good about those three. I didn't know about the Vikings. Well, but the I Vikings thought, are I negative. The, I knew the so, Bucks and the Giants, even the games they'd won had been real close games. So by the way, late well, go ahead. I know you've got some five o'clock stuff. Yes, it is the five o'clock hour. Georgia is powered by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether it's a sports injury, sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, they have the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit them on the web at mtbj.net for more information. Late word out of Oxford that Lane Kiffin has told his team he has not taken the Auburn job. Well, whoop we do <laughs> Honk if you've heard and that it, before. Yeah, but here's the thing. If I'm a player in that room... I might look at him, especially if I'm a graduating senior, and say, look, cut the crap. Look us in the eye and say you're not going there. <laughs> ask, uh, Senator, ask Senator Tuberville. <laughs> <laughs> ask Nicholas Saban on his departure <laughs> in Miami. One. There's another one. Watson, only because I'm trying to get to Dave Hyde, who will join us at 510. Okay. And we're going to show Hendon, uh, Hendon, gosh, Joe Milton's stats in his career. Am I being unfair in, in believing that what I've seen out of him, he's a stiff? Um, no, I think, I think you're very fair. But I think he can prove us wrong Saturday night because this offense can uh, even a stiff can. It's a quarterback friend. Lost you, Watson. Huh? We can't Hello? hear you anymore for some reason. Hello? Oh, we got okay, you. Hey, there he is. Uh, start that one over again. I, I think you absolutely can say that, but he can prove us all wrong Saturday night. And this is a quarterback friendly offense. If he can't. If he can't flourish in this offense, then he's not going to flourish in one. But There's what, a lot of throws about him that every every pitch is a fastball that he doesn't know how to make the touch throw. I've, I've and that offense a, requires it. I've seen a fuse when he comes in late. That ain't taking over when the heat's on. When he comes in late in games, I've seen some better throws out of him. On some of those fade routes, those are the ones he couldn't throw before. He just missed them by ten yards. Uh, but I've seen him make better throws. I'm anxious to watch him be the guy and see if he handles the heat, um, see if he makes the throws. 
Sifi is as fast uh, with decision-making as, as Hooker became. I don't know, but I'm anxious to see. I'm really anxious to watch this Tennessee team play. Vanderbilt's going to play them hard. I know. I, this is the easy week for Coach Lee. Um, they're they're, they're going to come out the gate, and they're going to play lights out. They're going to play very hard. And so you got to beat them. Tennessee's going to have to beat them. Uh, Vanderbilt runs a lot of the same plays that South Carolina ran against Tennessee Saturday night. They mm-hmm. run a lot of the same style plays. And Tony said, well, I don't think Vanderbilt can beat them with a pass. If they don't, if they keep just lining up and press man out there, George, and say, throw it to this guy, I'm not sure they can't make those throws. And uh, I think they can run the ball on them if Tennessee don't set an edge a lot better than they did last Saturday night. So, This will be a competitive football game, Uh, but if Tennessee is ready to play and Milton's what he should be to be their next quarterback, they win this game. Watson, if you're ready to play or if Milton isn't the guy, they're going to get beat Saturday night. Billy, we got about 45 seconds, then we got to go to the break. All right, Watson, if you're Coach Lee and his defensive staff, do you defend Milton differently than you would Hooker? Because Clark Lee has said it doesn't really change. It doesn't. You got to defend that offense, right? You got to defend the offense. He does that. That doesn't change anything, in my opinion. Other than it's a, an unproven player, it changes that, but not in the way you defend it. So you may not send more heat on him in, no. in that. Okay. Yeah. You you got to you got to pick and choose because you got to be careful with that speed outside. Yeah. You don't want to get beat with four or five just big plays and take you out of a game. So Vanderbilt's got to be very smart, in my opinion, in the way they play defense Saturday night. Get ready. You're going to love this interview with Dave Hyde. He is, uh, number one, a terrific sports columnist down in the South Florida area. He has written a book uh, with Jimmy Johnson, the former Dallas Cowboy, former Miami Dolphin coach. And this is going to be an instant hit. It has just come out uh, where, where you can purchase it within the last 10 days. He will join us next. You're going to want to stick around and hear this on Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. 
They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East, and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Okay, late uh, late word out of uh, one of these tournaments. I'm guessing uh, UAB has defeated Georgia, 87 to 73. Georgia rebuilding under Michael White, the former Florida head basketball coach. In a moment, you're in for a real treat. Uh, Dave Hyde has been for more than 30 years a great sports columnist at the South Florida Sun Sentinel and uh, has teamed up with Jimmy Johnson on a book that uh, has gotten released uh, entitled Swagger. This is one that's really interesting for sure to me. It was released nationally on November the 15th. And as soon as Dave is ready, and it looks like he's close, we will uh, we will get him in here. This is this is called four corner stall. Watson, the tarp is on the field. Time only has been called. Well, he he's there, but I'm not seeing a face, so that's a uh, that's a little concern. That is a little bit of a concern. We'll uh, we'll see if we can make. I, this I, I think he's he's trying to work on his camera right now. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll stall around. Watson, did you ever uh, did you ever deal with Jimmy Johnson? Oh Lord, yes. <laughs> Went against him many times uh, at, at, at different places, and uh, uh, 
uh, at Rice uh, went against him at Vanderbilt, I think, at uh, at Cincinnati. Uh, we played them the week right after they uh, we beat Penn State and lost on the last drive of a game to, uh, when he was at Oklahoma State. So I've yeah. gone against Jimmy a lot. Yeah. Did you see when when it got out that he was going to replace Tom Landry? Did you think he would be wildly successful on the pro level or really struggle? Uh, I've always had great respect for Jimmy. So I, I, uh, when I'd go against him, his teams were always tougher nails, uh, well-prepared. Um, yeah, I, I, it, I didn't think that he wouldn't. Uh, to, to take it as far as he did, maybe, I don't know that I thought that when it first happened, but I thought he'd be successful. Jimmy's just one of those guys, and a lot of it is Jimmy Swagger. I mean, he's he's he is a guy that I think the players rub off from from his his attitude, the way he goes about things, uh, George, and uh, that's part a good bit of the part I think of his success. So I thought the title is very appropriate. Swagger. We're trying hard to uh, to get Dave on. I see him trying to get on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we can hear him, but we can't see him. Well, you know what? Then then let's at least uh, say hello to him by way of that. Dave, even if we can't get the picture part, how you doing? I'm doing well. If, uh, you know, it's a picture of a thousand words, but uh, I can provide a few verbally anyways. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with my camera here. So well, this, is, this is a subject I love because I have read so much about it over the years. You know, the nation was absolutely captivated. It was almost like J.R. Ewing and Sue Ellen, uh, Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. All these years later, does Jimmy wish that had worked out differently? You know, it, it's odd in that, Jimmy just did a memoir with me of his career, but he doesn't look back at that. You know, <laughs> I mean, we talked, he, there's a chapter, Jerry and me, in which he talks all about his relationship with Jerry Jones. Um, certainly in talking to Troy Aikman and, and other Cowboys from that year, they always wonder how many they could have won. But w when you look at who Jimmy was, he part of, the, part of this book, Swagger, is about Jimmy climbing the mountain and uh, winning two Super Bowls and not really liking the person he became and, and realizing it's time for me to go. Part of that was him and uh, what he knew would be he'd have to do if he came back and to win a third Super Bowl, um, you know, being the lion tamer always, being the guy who, who was pushing assistants and players and, and – uh, you know, as he said, I wanted to go out and have a beer with everybody. I didn't want to be that guy who, uh, but the other part was his relationship with Jerry had fallen apart. Um, and the two guys who five years earlier had uh, t taken over, you know, America's team, America's team was losing money and it was one in 15 on, and Jerry did the business side and Jimmy did the football side. But after five years, um, they'd had enough of each other. And certainly Jimmy was tired of, uh, Jerry wanting to be on the football side constantly, not meddling, not meddling like we think of owners as far as, you know, make this trade or why aren't you playing this or what was that call on third and three, but more like uh, constantly on draft day, the ESPN cameras were in the draft room and he was, 
he told Jimmy, hey, after you make a trade, talk to me. So it looks like I'm part of the deal too, you know? So, um, you know, that, that, that look, the story of egos getting in the way of, uh, of championship teams or great music or companies, however you want to go, is, is an old one in, in uh, the world. And this is what happened uh, between Jimmy and Jerry. Dave, the book's been out about a week. How's it done so far? Oh, it's been great. It's been really well received. Uh, it was, it's the number one uh, football book on Amazon, I know, and it was in the – you know, among the best-selling as they chart these things, um, I'm 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 looking at this as an outsider, just like anybody else, uh, interested outsider. But you know, my whole interest was in writing it and working with Jimmy and getting, you know, the the voice of him and the the nuance of what he wanted to say just right. And so now I'm sitting back and watching the marketers go. But it's a it's a lot of fun to to watch. It had been out there for a while that one of the things Jimmy resented, just like you said, was Jerry wanting to be one of the boys, one of the coaching staff. Did that all catch Jimmy by surprise? You know, I don't think it caught him by surprise. Um, There were a couple, it, it kind of evolved to that. And one of the things, one of the things I think that rubs Jimmy wrong is in recent years, um, you know, Jerry will be asked about what, what, how much football, how much football decision making did he make on those championship teams? And his title was general manager. So he, his answer is, well, how much does any general manager do? Well, you know, one thing Jimmy did in this book was he put in the contract that him and him and Jerry signed, in which it spells out that Jimmy had full say over all football matters, and. You know, as success came, um, you know, Jerry tried to rework that contract so that he would have some say in football matters. And Jimmy said, that's non-negotiable. Okay. Um, Let's remember when this started, Jerry took a $140 million loan out to buy the Cowboys. Um, And he spent all his time and and smarts. paying off that loan and making the Cowboys a look, look what's happened to them. They're, they're a financial great success story. And, and uh, Jerry's helped the NFL um, into a, you know, into what it is today uh, on a business side. Um, But he went to Jimmy at one point and he says, you know, Jimmy, I can, I can make a $5 million deal and nobody says anything. Whereas if you trade for a third string guard, everybody's celebrating what you did. And, you know, I want some of that fun. And that was what Jimmy knew at, when he said that, that it was going to cause a problem. And, and the, the, the chapter, Jerry and me, um, sort of spells out the, the clashing and how by the final year they weren't talking. And, you know, uh, you know, at the same time, Jimmy wasn't happy with the person he'd become. So the combination, I think, of the two um, – when it presented itself, he said, okay, I'm out of here. Dave, I'm going to ask one more question, then I'll turn it over to Watson Brown, who's got a couple for you. Did Jimmy ever, after the Dolphins stuff, ever really come close to getting back to coaching? You know, people would come, and part of, part of my interest in, in this doing this book with Jimmy was I'd talk to him through the years and, you know, owners and general managers and and 
you know, college coaches, NFL coaches, basketball um, executives um, would come down and talk to him about how to lead. You know, what goes, what, what does a guy at the top need to do to lead? How do you evaluate talent? All that stuff. And um, certainly right after he left the Dolphins, there was a uh, parade of people um, coming down, trying to interest him. And, and he'd look out the back window, big picturesque window uh, in Isla Morada in the Keys, looking out over the Atlantic Ocean. And he'd turn to him and he'd say, trade that for a, a, a locker room or a movie room. No, I don't think so at this point. He'd had enough of football. Okay. And, and it, it wasn't just football, a lot of stuff going on in his personal life that the book gets into uh, with his son and him realizing he need to spend more time with his family. Dave, we sound like a mess medicine cabinet here in the background. I'm sorry <laughs> for that. But say hello to the second sneezer. That's Watson Brown. Yeah. Hi, Watson. Thanks. Dave, thanks for, for coming on with us. I was saying before you came on that I thought I've gone against Jimmy in his early years in his college time when I was a head coach and we, we played each other quite a bit at different schools. And I always thought Jimmy's teams, Dave, I thought the the word swagger is is a perfect for the title of the book because his teams always played with that and and he had the great knack I thought Dave of he could control his team but you could tell he was a player's guy and by the way his players re reacted around him responded to him uh, and he had that knack and I don't think there's a bunch of coaches out there with that. Uh, but but I think that's that's been his number one trait is relationship with players that when he could be on their level on some things. But when it's time to be the boss and lay the law down, he could do both. And I just don't think there's a bunch of guys out there that are good at that. Yeah, that's a really hard thing to do. They, they play. He let them be themselves yep. and play freely within his rules. Okay, and that's a hard thing to do. I play freely within my rules, and and you look at the statistics, and and you talk to the players. Uh, you know, Alonzo Highsmith was who's a fullback on that team, and later became a longtime scout in the NFL. Talked about how um, they were not allowed to talk to family on road trips. They they were it was a business trip for them, and Jimmy made sure that, uh, you know, it was all, the whole focus was, you couldn't even go out, you know, people would look down the halls both ways before going out of their hotel rooms at night uh, just to go get something out of the candy store or whatever, um, because Jimmy had such a tight leash on him. And that goes, you know, hand in hand, and yet against when you see how they played on the field, that they were free, they, he allowed dancing, he allowed them to talk, you know, he said, I drew, we drew the line at taunting. There was no taunting, but we allowed talking. Um, and, you know, certainly he, you know, one of the stories, once they got good in Dallas, uh, the third year, when they were playing a bad Indianapolis team and he was going into, called the team together for their weekly meeting on Wednesday to start the week. And he said, you know, guys, I get up here and I talk every week about, you know, how good the other team is or what we have to do to win. But come on, these are the Colts. If we're not kicking their butts in the second half to the point we're putting in our reserves, then I'm going to be mad. And so, you know, how many coaches will talk like that and allow, you know, their fear of overconfidence in the team or 
bulletin board material if it gets out to the other team. And, you know, he didn't care about that. And, and I guess that's part of why Sports Illustrated did a poll in, I think, 2011, and his 87 Hurricanes were voted the most disliked team, and his 92 Cowboys were voted the third most disliked team. And he's, he wonders how the, the bad boy Pistons got in there at number two. <laughs> well, and, and to add to take it on, very few college guys through the years are successful when they go to the pro level. But I think this relationship with players and the way he handled them, Dave, let him go from the college game to the pro game because being able to handle both pieces of that like he could let him make that transition. And uh, which I think a lot of the college guys go in way too stiff with the pro guys, but Jimmy's way fit that. And I think that's why he was a very successful pro coach with the same relationships and philosophies that he used in college. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that because one of his phrases when he, you know, he, he brought much of his staff, um, his crew, as he called it to, Dallas from Miami, uh, you know, Dave Wanstep, Butch Davis, Tony Wise on down the, li the line. And one of the phrases in drafts, when, when they're looking at a guy and considering to take him, Jimmy would say, is he a Miami, a Miami guy? Meaning, does he play with swagger? You know, does he have an attitude about him um, to the where he's, you know, uh, playing free, but at the same time discipline? And, and uh, um, so he knew what he was looking for in the NFL and a lot of it was he saw at, at, at UM. Um, at the same time, there's some growing pains. Let's face it, they went one in, one in uh, uh, you know, one in 15 his first year with Dallas and, and there was a learning curve. And he, you know, he developed the, the, the draft value chart to help him where he, he, he assigned point values to each draft pick in the NFL draft. And he started making trades using that chart and, you know, that got out after he left about five years later. Now, now executives are still using that or version of that in the NFL today. So um, some of his what I liked about the book, it's still contemporary. You know, these guys come down to the keys and they want to know how he evaluates talent. And he talks about that. Or, as you said, um, Watson, that, that that a lot of the things he saw in the college game, he could apply to the pro game and yeah. looking at players and evaluating them. Yeah. And, and I'll, George, this will be it for me, but Dave, it's, it's a shame uh, that that dynasty stopped when it did. I mean, when he left, and, and I go way back with Coach Switzer too, and when Barry took over, that was one heck of a football team. And it's a shame because that's, in my opinion, Dave, that is one of the best dynasties in the history of the NFL. And and to put that together and build that and then not to completely get, reap the benefits like the Packers did or, or the di different teams that have had those dynasties like that, um, it, it's a shame because I think that thing was going to go on for quite a few more years. Yeah, they, when they won their first Super Bowl in, against Buffalo, um, they were the youngest team in the NFL. You know, because all these guys, Jimmy drafted them, Jimmy brought them and developed them. And uh, so they won the first one. They won the second Super Bowl. Then he was out of there. And that's the question. Of, you know, you talk to Michael Irvin says they would have won five Super Bowls. Uh, 
Troy Aikman says they, Jimmy and him would have been Belichick and Brady before Belichick and Brady because they would have had a, a run, you know, of, of that proportion. And, and so there, there is, you know, one of the things I, I really tried to get Jimmy to talk about was would he have stayed? Would he have stayed if Jerry had, had uh, you know, you know, put his arm around him or said, look, I, you know, let's, let's make this work or whatever. And, and uh, Norv Turner would, has, had said, boy, he'd see Jimmy mad through the years and he'd go into Jerry's office and, and uh, Jerry would tell him how great he was and, and, and how everything was going to be great as long as he, you know, and sort of massage his ego and Jimmy would come out with a smile on his face and everything would be okay. Jimmy says, now it reached a point he, he was done. Um, but I always wonder what would have happened if Jerry had told what Norv Turner, you know, Jimmy, you can make this work. I'll do whatever I can. And, you know, I, I think, I think at some point Jerry just didn't respect what it took to win at that level. And, and, and Jimmy had had enough too. Dave, I've got a copy of the book. I can't wait to get started on it. It's a subject that has always fascinated me. Number one, thank you for taking the time to come on. Please thank Chip Namius uh, for setting this up for us. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Fun conversation. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Yeah, you too. Eat, eat the cranberries, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> Take, right, care. Take care. Okay, when we come back, a little bit of a tale of the tape of the Titans in Cincinnati, followed by Plaster Bed of the Day. A lot coming on Main Street Media Television. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. See more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, the frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Ryman.com. A man was critically injured following a crash early Friday morning. Officers at the scene said the victim was driving a pickup truck when he lost control of the vehicle. The pickup veered left and went into a ditch. A front seat passenger was wearing a seatbelt and escaped the crash without injury. The driver was not wearing a seatbelt. He was ejected from the truck. He died at the scene. 
Law enforcement writes tickets to save lives. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. Baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several Iron Mike pitching machines as well as a Hit Tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel, urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Let's start this final segment by saying hello to our buddy Brian Stewart, who did such a great job. He never knew he could have been a TV reporter oh. in a different life. Hey, what you did in Green Bay for us was awesome. Thank you a bunch. That was awesome. Well, I, I'm glad that it turned out okay. I, you know, honestly, I had no idea how it would uh, come out because. I guess you could see it was kind of loud in there. Um, you know, it was a, that was just a fantastic, I mean, I, I couldn't ask for a better uh, experience than going to Green Bay and the people up there were amazing. Uh, you heard the lady whenever I was actually trying to talk to you and everything, they were coming by and tighten up and everything else. And, you yeah. know, the Packers fans were doing their thing, but you know, it was, we were walking around, my buddy Lynch and I, we're sitting there walking around and the shuttle dropped us off, uh, you know, half a block from the stadium. And uh, we walked up there and it was just as soon as we got to the corner there, right across from Lambeau, people were like, you know, hey, you guys aren't from around here. And I'm, I'm sitting there talking and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what gave it away. I guess, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
uh, all the all the Titan stuff on me or the uh, definitely country accent that I have. Um, so, it, you know, they treated us like, you know, like we do the fans in Nashville, you know, whenever we see visiting fans. Well, with the exception of Raiders fans, we can we, I still haven't talked to a Raiders fan. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of them guys, man. They're crazy. Um, but, you know, they treated us like, uh, you know, we were just one of the group, gave us food, gave us the adult beverages. Uh, the stadium was incredible. It was like being inside of a snow globe. It, it honestly was. Yeah, uh, I believe that. Yeah, just uh, we had we had a great time, George, and I was uh, glad that we were able to help y'all out. Well, I'm thrilled that you had so much fun. So, what's going on in your business, or do you even know right now? Man, I'm still playing catch up. Man, <laughs> the uh, no, hey, I, I flew back Friday. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I was. Uh, I wanted to give you a, a shout out because I gave you one in the airport there, George. Uh, I was I was sitting in Appleton waiting for our flight. It got delayed and everything. And I'm sitting there and there's a guy across from me and I, and I heard him on the phone and I was like, man, that voice sounds familiar and everything. We ended up being Buck Rising, uh, who does a, a local show here in Nashville. Sure. And everything. So I, I told him, I said, you know, it's funny. I said, I, I think I became a TV reporter while I was up here and uh he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I do a little segment, you know, with George Plaster and everything. He said, man, I love George Plaster. He said, you tell him I said hello. So from Buck, hello, George. Awesome. Awesome. So as we get ready for Thanksgiving, anything you want people to know? Uh, I want them to know that we had our first auction Saturday. I flew back Friday, um, got back uh, Friday evening about 9 o'clock. Got to the auction uh, Saturday morning in Jolton, and it was about 6.30 in the morning when I got there. So needless to say, I hit the ground running, so to speak, and we had a successful auction. We sold the house. We sold some personal goods for this gentleman. Um, uh, it, it was just a, a great day. We had a really good turnout. We had the tents set up, had the torpedo heaters out there to heat everything up. Uh, successful day for One Stop Realty and Auction. Uh, we matter of fact, we have a new auction coming up uh, here in two weeks. It'll be here in Hendersonville. Beautiful home that's uh, we're going to be putting on the block. It uh, literally just sold this past year, and uh, due to unfortunate circumstances, the sellers are having to get rid of it. So we're going to have it up for sale uh, two weeks from now, and I'm super excited about that house. That's awesome. We got to get on out of here. Uh, we have more work to do. Brian, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and I may sneeze all over you. Please, please don't sneeze on me or my turkey, George. That's no, I... <laughs> Watson, uh, George, Billy, everybody that's involved. Thank y'all so much for uh, everything that we've got to do this year. I've had a great time, and uh, oh, looking forward me. to looking forward to going out with a bang in twenty twenty two with you guys, man. Thank y'all. Amen. Thanks, Brian. Happy Thanksgiving, care, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, bye, guys. Okay, let's put the tail of the tape up. Here we go. Of the Titans and the Bengals. The suddenly revenge getting game. healthier Bengals. It's not a revenge game. Right, oh, right, Watson? That's happy talk. It, it may be, but it, it, it can't cover up what happened last year. <laughs> to say the least, last year's game is a little bigger one than this one is. Well, I think it may, be, it may not be a revenge game for the players, but for the fans, it might bring back some PTSD. Well, we don't want to lose it again then, do we, Billy? No, no, we don't.
So some of this is fairly obvious. The Titans certainly get the check mark by a mile running the football. The Bengals get it by a mile throwing the ball. The Titans have a better defense. I want you to lock in on the bottom half of this because you more than anybody have been on this special teams thing and you're dead on right about it. Yeah, I, th- I still think defense for the Titans is still much better than the Bengals defense and has been so far anyway. And one of the reasons for that, we're leading the league in a lot of categories, is people have to go a long distance to score and they can't do it. They just it's it's hard to go 80 yards with a football and on any level, George, high school, college pro. You seem to make a mistake here, make a mistake there, get long yardage here, turn the ball over, something, get a penalty. Um, It's just hard to go 80 yards, and our special teams are always backing everybody up. It's unbelievable. Our kickoff guy, if he don't kick it in the end zone, we cover very well, Um, and our punter's just the best in the league. So, that's going to be the difference again this week, and in my personal opinion. Special teams will be the difference in the game. Interesting intangible you put in there about Jeffrey Simmons. Well, you've got to rush the passer to beat these guys, and you have to not let them get some run going with it. You really want them to be pass first, and Jeffrey's right in the middle of both of those two things, man. I mean, if he can get off those blocks and – as I call it, bench press the guy and throw him sideways and make a tackle. He couldn't do that in the last game. He he was just he was kind of a normal defensive lineman in the last game. And if we get Jeffrey Simmons back to what he was before his injury, uh, he will take his guy and put him in the backfield on pass rush, and he will control his side of the line of scrimmage in the running game. And I think he's a big piece in this. So we know the games at Nissan Stadium. Let's get to Watson's final score, and we will ask why he thinks what it is he thinks. And there you go. I still think the Bengals defensively are not that good. Uh, we're we're doing our thing right now. If we'll keep doing what we did in the last game, the philosophy that we played with, with play calling, with – with running and throwing, the way we handled the game uh, with the defense just not not breaking, maybe bend a little bit, don't break. I think we score our points against this team, and I think we'll outscore them. I think it'll be a 31-24 score, Titans. Okay, Billy, we're going to sort of combine some things in this segment. So you have some things, I believe, to read. Yes, I do. It is time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, they have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full compensation that you need. Learn more on their website at bartdurham.com. Hold on a second. Before you go anywhere, I just want it known that last night when I sat up in a shootout that went about seven or eight deep, one of the longest shootouts I have ever seen in that arena, maybe the longest, I'm not sure. Watson, I just 
kept thinking about you and the whole softball that you kept saying. Did softball, you, did, my, did, you know did, what? You, did you win the game, George? Yeah, I won the game. Well, then it took everything in the world to get there. George, bottom line in this business, babe, I don't want to hear about get 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 the violin out again. Right. Get the violin out and all me. Well, we had 15 players hurt. We had you win or you lose. You won the game. So shut up. You won the game. For God's sake, what are you throwing it back at me for? All I said was, this one is a win. Was it? Yes. No, that's not what you said. It is what I said. No, you went a little farther than that and basically labeled it a joke. I said it's a gimme. It's a win. It wasn't a gimme. It was a gimme because they won. Have gone 18 overtimes if it'd been a gimme. George, did they win the yeah, game? They George, they... why did you pick that Preds game? Because I thought it would win. They said and what did they do? Oh, it took forever. It's, it's probably Jeez. the longest regular season game that I can remember in there. It was about a three-hour game. Anyway, Watson. When you're 77 and 77, the winning percentage is 50. You, okay, 50%. I think I can get that one. Okay. 50.0. You, you didn't have to go to your computer for that one, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, good. But If you did, I'd worry about you. Here's where I'm going tonight, and I'll admit I felt good about it early. I don't love, feel so good right now. love that action. Yeah. Well – Ohio U needs this win tonight at home to clinch whatever division they're in in the MAC. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know. I thought you were going to say clinch the Las Vegas Bowl. No, what division it is. But the problem is Ohio U may well be without their starting quarterback. It's a game-time decision. I said, what the hell? They need the win more than Bowling Green. Watson to get over 500. It's going to be tough, but we're going to do it. Oh, God bless you, George. It's really hard on you. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this game will be played in front of relatives, some I, parents. I would say all 40 people in the stands will really be into this game like you are. So go home and watch it close. And I'll do that. Get your popcorn out and your Coke and – Pull for the Bobcats, my man. The Thank Ohio you. Bobcats. Thank you for your support. Oh, I'm 100% behind you. Win, oh, lose, win, win or draw, I'm behind you. Oh, I know that. I know exactly where you stand. The minute you get a chance, you're just going to bore in for the kill. He's in your well, corner. You just open up the door with all of this hug me. Uh, it's so hard to do this. I'm going to die. I never oh, asked for gracious. a hug. I just, I need to get a different job. I don't know. I mean, gracious. I never asked for a hug. Make make a call, man. Him and Tony today. I made a call. I have no trouble making a call. Well, but then you moan about it for an hour. These aren't easy. If they were easy, everybody'd be at 50%. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I'd say if it was easy, everybody would be past, way past 50%. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little higher than that. It might be a little higher than that. I mean, I didn't even have a comeback to that one. Watson, <laughs> good night. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Get your popcorn ready. Absolutely. Get your popcorn and coke.
Maction, baby. Roll for the Bobcats. Go once Bobcats. You, once you go Mac, you can never go back. See you tomorrow, Watson. <laughs> see y'all. <laughs> Billy, see you tomorrow. Uh, see ya. See all of you tomorrow on Main Street Media Television. <laughs>